Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. The Parting Shots Podcast is brought to you by Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Downloaded today, available for iOS and Android users in your app store. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Now available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe today. On this edition, we'll look back at Union's Hockey's uh, two-game series against Canisius last weekend, and the Dutchens return to ECAC hockey play as eighth Frank Clarkson and an improving St. Lawrence team come to Messerink in the Dutchman's last home games before December. We'll have Union men's hockey coach Rick Bennett's press conference from Wednesday and also speak with senior forward Anthony Rinaldi. And I'll talk with new St. Lawrence head coach Brent Brecky. Union beat writer Mike McGadden joins me now. Mike, welcome. And after Friday's 3-0 win over Canisius, maybe we thought Union was turning their season around uh, because it was their second straight win. But then the Dutchman get blanked 4 nothing on Saturday. What was turning was them turning into Mr. Hyde on Saturday, <laughs> which we made the uh, the apt Halloween analogy to two diametrically opposed results, uh, 4-0 win and then 3-0 win, 4-0 loss, which seemed to, you know, in stark contrast to each other. But from talking to Rick Bennett this week, um, you know, uh, Look at looking at it a little deeper. Uh, you know, he was actually he was pretty happy overall with how they played on Saturday, and said they played. First thing he said to me was, "We played better on Saturday than we yeah. did on Friday, even if the result doesn't uh, reflect that." And you know, it, it's easy to accuse him of trying to spin a bad situation, but you know, this team is uh, things are going to be tough for this team all season, no matter who they play, even if it's, it's Canisius, who was picked last in the in Atlantic Hockey. Um, so if you do look a little closer at the box score, you know, it was a one zip game midway through the third period. They they got a too many men on the ice penalty. I, and they had two of those. I can't remember which one was which, but apparently um, it was a situation where a puck wound up in the skates and the, the refs had to call it, led to the, the second or third goal. Um, and then after that, it was over. Um, he talked about frustration. I mean, when the press conference on Wednesday, he talked about maybe there was a frustration. There was a Shot that hit the post on there and could have tied the game at one. Yeah, that was um, apparently Liam Robertson had a golden opportunity that would have tied it and clanked one off the post. And they and they had several other good chances on Saturday that just didn't find the back of the net. And again, you hear that over and over. But when you hit a post, that's a post. And, um, you know, uh, you, you can take that one for, for what it's worth. Um and then maybe we got a different ball game, and then you know maybe a little of the frustration showed up in the last uh, 35 seconds when there was a bunch of penalties and roughing calls and stuff like that. Um, I asked junior goalie and co-captain Darian Hansen about that, especially because it was noticeably uh, or notably it was three freshmen that were involved, you know, for Union that were involved in that, and maybe they were letting it. He, he said that eh, didn't bug me. I mean, they, it, you know, it could have been a situation where the game's out of hand and the other team decides that's a good time to um, maybe take a little um, extra measures. And, and he, he was actually said, I don't – those penalties didn't bug me because those guys got to stick up for themselves a little bit too. So, I mean, it's not the way you want to go in back in the ECAC play, especially with Clarkson, <laughs> a team that's on a roll and it's eighth ranked in the country, coming off uh, two overtime victories over rival St. Lawrence uh, last weekend and in non-conference games in both of them. And then, yeah, like I said, St. Lawrence is improving under Brett, uh, Brett Brecky. Yeah, no, I mean, not off a of losing note, but again, I, I mean, I didn't get any kind of 
like negative or frustrated vibe from those guys when I talked to them yesterday, just because, um, in fact, I think uh, it was Darian or, or Rick said, you know, we played two and a half good periods of hockey um, on Saturday, score notwithstanding, and probably the, the half that they didn't was the second half of the third <laughs> period. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a bad note. You would have liked to have, you know, been riding in a three-game winning streak, especially for a team that had really been struggling to just get any kind of win this year. But, um, you know, Clark's going to be tough because they're always tough. Uh, they're wary of St. Lawrence. Um, as Rick said, um, they, and St. Lawrence has that new car smell this year, <laughs> which means, you know, the play, the players that were under Mark Morris for the last couple of years that are back are going to kind of want to make an impression on the new coach. And uh, with that in mind, are extra motivated and, and you know, really uh, trying hard and, and uh, could be, uh, you know, dangerous. One question that came up in the uh, Wednesday uh, media availability with both Rick Bennett and Anthony Rinaldi, the fact that Union has yet to win a home game this year. I mean, how important is, for, is it them, for them to get one uh, before Thanksgiving? I mean, theoretical, theoretically, yeah, but – I mean, they haven't won a lot of games, period. They've only got to have won two games. And frankly, I don't, you know, yeah, it's nice to establish something at home and everything, but um, just so that maybe teams don't come in there figuring, well, we can run this team and the home field, the home ice advantage doesn't mean anything. Um, but they need to win, and it doesn't matter if it's on Pluto at this point. <laughs> um, you know, they have a very difficult task against Clarkson on, on Friday and St. Lawrence you know, could be kind of a little bit of a sleeper surprising team this year with a new head coach. So. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, the record's only like two, five, and one, but they have played very well. I mean, like I said, two overtime losses at Cheel against Clarkson. So it seems like there's a breath of fresh air. And as you said, the new Carson that Rick Bennett said. Yeah, um, which makes them dangerous. And, and the, the other factor is it's probably better that they're playing Clarkson the first night to kind of get, you know, if there's any kind of doldrums or, or overlooking an opponent um, who, again, was picked last in the ECAC hockey, which, you know, Union's not really in a position to overlook anybody, which they've strenuously made that point over and over. Um, but I think it might be a little better for them to have Clarkson come in the first night just to kind of get really, if you're going to get into any kind of, like, good winning mode, you're going to want to do it against that team, and, and uh, maybe that'll carry over into Saturday. What does Union have to do to pull off the upset? Um, stay out of the penalty box, which has been a bugaboo all season, and, you know, every coach on the planet is going to say that's a problem, even if they've had one penalty in the last 10 games, that you know, they're going to focus on that one, that one flying the ointment. Um, stay out of the penalty box. Um, not be intimidated by the, you know, the size and the heavy way that Clarkson plays, you know, was probably easier said than done. Um, they have to continue to re remember and figure out how to maintain puck possession in their O zone. It's things always are better when you're doing that and you're not constantly in your, there's so much trickle down and domino effect when you're in your D zone all the time, guys are tired and, and then you don't have anything left once you finally do get those rare opportunities at the other end. So um, and, and he was happy with how they did that against Canisius. Um, so get some cycle going, get some forecheck going, keep them on their defensive heels um, as much as you can. And, um, you know, that, I think that's a huge thing. And I think they got to play with confidence in the third period, which I think has been lacking a lot this year. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, I know there were a couple of those third periods. I think BU was one of those games where the, the disparity in shots on goal was just like cartoonishly in favor of the other team. Um, uh, he did mention that in the, in the Friday game against Canisius, the fact that they scored first is probably a big thing because then the, 
then you're playing downhill a little bit instead of uphill and and you gain little in-game confidence just off of that so maybe scoring first will be a you know something that could help them a lot you know wouldn't hurt yep well coming up we'll get the thoughts of union men's head coach rick bennett and senior forward anthony rinaldi you're listening to the party shots podcast available on apple Podcasts and spotify Hi, this is Hunter Moffitt, founder and CEO of Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Our app is a community connecting like-minded athletes, families, and sports affiliates for their specific needs. Positive form of social media designed for long-term success. We have a template for users to easily curate, track, record, and grow their statistics and social multimedia content in one digital profile. Create, connect, and promote your brand. Think Instagram for athletes. Notable Trophy Case team members include Ron Jaworski, former NFL quarterback and founder of Jaws Youth Playbook, who says, Throughout my success in the sports world, I believe Trophy Case can bring value to many different levels of athletes and unrepresented sports. This platform will level the playing field for athletes at the beginning of their career with technology for generations to come. You can download the Trophy Case app and the Apple Store and Google Play. Send us your feedback. Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Get it today. Back on the Parting Shots podcast, along with Mike McGadam, I'm Ken Schott. Union coach Rick Bennett met the media on Wednesday, and here's what he had to say. I know you've only had four home games, but you haven't won at home yet. How important is it to establish something at home? Oh, certainly, uh, certainly be nice as that uh, second is... No, no better time to do it within league against a, you know, a excellent hockey team in uh, Clarkson. So, I mean, it's really an easy one to answer. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great, but that it's going to take 60, uh, 60 minutes, maybe sixty-five. Is Look, there is there a decided advantage when you're at home? I, it's it's interesting from team to team. Mm-hmm. Seen teams that here that have really fed off it, and then we've seen teams that take it for granted. Um, we're trying to create a team that feeds off it and wants to reward, you know, the people that you know come out come out to see the team play. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we're after. Looking back at last weekend's games against Canisius, you shut them out Friday night and then get shut out Saturday. What happened on Saturday? Was it just taking them lightly? And uh, what was the bus ride like back home? Because uh, I know last week you talked about RPI was, was one of the quietest bus rides and you won that game. I can't imagine like, a five-hour bus ride was a lot of fun coming home uh, after that Saturday game. Well, the game Saturday, we played really well for two and a half periods. Actually, you know, I'd say better than Friday night. People just see the score and see four zip and think they just got killed. Well, I was far from it. Uh, we just got a little frustrated. Um, we hit a post there that could have made it 1-1 and kind of went down, downhill from, from there a bit, you know, with penalties and, you know, to me that were, you know, foolish. And it, we were able to kill the one of them, but we weren't able to kill the second one. So, you know, that's what we're learning is to just stay with it because we were we were right there you know for 50 <laughs> you know we just got to add the uh, the extra 10 
After 10 games, are you getting any kind of gauge on where this team is at right now? Uh, more so than we were, you know, five games into it. Uh, some players are starting to show, you know, what they were recruited here to do. And I mean, you know, more more the first year than I, I think the veterans. <laughs> I think some veterans are um, doing a really good job. I think uh, Mo has done a done a you know a really good job this year. It's probably the best segment of, of hockey that I've seen seen him play. Josh Kozak is really you know working hard and you know providing value out there. So I do I really like the way that those guys are contributing. Uh, from our veteran standpoint, and the first-year guys are just, hate, you know, it's just the old, they're learning. But guess what? <laughs> we, we don't have time for too much of the learning. They just got to grow grow faster than, you know, previous years. Is that easier said than done sometimes? Yeah, definitely. But they're doing it in practice. Practices have gotten a lot better. And they're just being put in situations against different opponents that, show them different looks that they're just getting used to. What makes what makes Clarkson a dangerous team? Same thing as UMass Amherst, just so much depth. You know, from the goal goaltending out, the D and the forwards. Like it's you just it's like an ocean. They're just rolling waves out there of lines and D and and the goalie's having a great year. So you know that's a that's a recipe for success. St. Lawrence has a new coach, uh, and it seems like a better attitude maybe the last couple of years. Um, yeah, what, can you talk about the job Brett Brecky's done so far? Well, based on film, they're working extremely hard. Um, and, they, I mean, I'm obviously watching their their biggest, their their past two games against their biggest rival, and they look like, I mean, they were in both games. But I was really impressed with how, they, how hard they worked, and they have some, you know, they got some skilled players out there, you know, at St. Lawrence. So... You know, I wouldn't say it's an extremely young team either. You know, that was left for Brent. You know, there's some there's some veterans there too, and I think it helps helps them. Also meeting the media on Wednesday was senior forward Anthony Rinaldi. You guys haven't won a home game yet. It's always like four home games, but right. still, how important is it to establish? You know, that this is a tough place to play for opponents to come into. Yeah, I, it definitely is. I think that we've done well in the past. Um, obviously, we're looking for that first win at home and hoping it's going to be this weekend. Obviously, we're preparing well and uh, we're getting ready for it, but um, just the atmosphere here is always great, and um, we're just going to try to do it for us and then the fans as well. It's going to be tough knowing that Clarkson is a nationally ranked team and the defending uh, ECAC Hockey Tournament champion. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be tough either way. Um, they're a good team to play against, uh, and it'll be a battle this weekend. Going back to the home ice deal, how much of an advantage do you think playing at home is as opposed to going out on the road? Oh, for us, it's definitely an advantage. Uh, like I said, the, just the atmosphere here at uh, Mesa is unbelievable. Um, I, I think I speak for the team when we say everyone gets excited when we play here. Um, so it's important to get a win for us and, and the fans as well. How frustrating was last weekend? You, you win 3 nothing against Canisius, come back the next day and lose 4 nothing. You know, you know, Rick said it was, you know, guys played well for two and a half periods. Uh, but it's frustrating the fact that you, 
you had a chance to sweep it and come come up with it. Yeah, it's definitely frustrating. Um, we haven't had a sweep um, yet this year, and and just to get you know that third win would have been huge for our program um, this year, especially going on a streak would have been nice. Um, I agree with Rick. I thought we did play better in the second game and and did have our chances. Um, so to not get that win was frustrating. Yeah. It's, we talked about this being a process with such a bunch of young players. When does it get to the point where you say, let's see some results? Yeah. Uh, I think everyone kind of acclimates in their own way. It takes time. I understand. Like I, I went through it my first year. Um, obviously, we'd like to see results a little bit sooner because there's more of them this year. And, and uh, we haven't seen a lot of production from anyone else. So it's kind of like we need everyone to buy in as soon as they can. Especially with you. I, especially with me, definitely. There's not much time left. No, you're right. So is, you have a sense of urgency. Absolutely. Do you think the team does? I think they do as well, yeah. You just want to start seeing the results. Exactly. I think, you know, I feel like I've, I'm, I'm saying it every week. Uh, we're getting the chances. We're just not producing. So uh, it's bound to happen. What's going to be the key against Clarkson on a Friday? That, you know, obviously, you don't want to look at the same lines, but... What's going to be key Friday night to beat Clarkson? I think work ethic is going to be number one priority. Um, they always come out to play, and I think we're going to have to bring that energy, bring that work ethic um, to be able to compete with a team like Clarkson. Going back to the thing about the home ice, I mean, it sounds like you've had some one-goal games here. I mean, the game you, you could easily have three wins. Right. Does that gnaw at you a little bit? That, you, that these opportunities have been lost? Yeah, a little bit, but like you said, it it's in the past. It's it's too late to look back on it now. We're just trying to move forward and, and worry about this weekend. Coming up, I'll have an interview with new St. Lawrence coach Brent Brecky. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hey, pro football fans. It's time again to match which with other pro football fans and win a prize by playing the Daily Gazette's You Pick 'em football game sponsored by River Sportsbook. To play, go to dailygazette.com slash football and make your picks before the first game kicks off each week. If you have the most weekly points, you earn a $100 gift card to ShopRite. Play every week and you can win the grand prize of $1,000. Play the Daily Gazette's You Pick 'em football game sponsored by River Sportsbook at dailygazette.com slash football. Back on the Party Shots podcast, I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott, along with Union Beat writer Mike McAdam. Thanks for joining us. St. Lawrence has a new head coach in Brent Brecky. He spent 20 years as an assistant and associate head coach, including at Cornell and last year at Clarkson. He replaced Mark Morris, who was fired after three seasons, with the last two years seeing the Saints go 14, 56, and 4. Here is my conversation with Brent Brecky. Brent, I appreciate you coming on the Parting Shots podcast. How are things going? Things are great. Things are great. It's been a fun start to the year. Obviously, we'd uh, like to have a little bit different change in win-loss column, but right now that's not our focus. Our focus is getting better every single day, and our approach and attitude from our guys has been tremendous. Our leadership group has done a real good job uh, making sure the day-to-day becomes uh, a focal point to get better each and every day. So it's been it's been a fun start. You were an assistant or associate coach for 20 years in college hockey. To finally land your first head coaching job, what does that mean? 
you know, it's one of those where it's, yeah, it's been a long time and uh, you know, I didn't pursue head coaching jobs for a number of years until more recent years. And then uh, having done that in the last few years and not landing jobs, just kind of opens your eyes a little bit when you realize, hey, there's only 60 jobs out there and they're hard to come by that uh, when you think you're in a good position and prepared for it, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it. So, uh, you know, to, to land a head coaching position is, is exciting and something I feel very fortunate for. And it seemed it took a while for St. Lawrence to uh, finally hire you. I mean, can you talk about what the process was like? Because it seemed like it took a lot longer than it probably should have. Yeah, you know what? I wasn't involved in the front uh, end of the process. I didn't uh, put my name in the hat with a resume until it uh, got a little bit deeper into it because, um, you know, in the hockey world, like you think it's a small world, everybody talks, and there's different things that float around there. So, um you know, I thought it was a formality that it was a done deal for the longest time, and then obviously um, it, it stayed open. So I threw my name in the hat, and it was, it was like I said, it was fortunate to land the opportunity here at St. Lawrence, and very grateful for it. Now, you were up, you were up the road at Clarkson last year as assistant coach. Uh, you know, St. Lawrence has struggled the last couple of years in the Mark Morris. They won like 14 games in the last two years. Uh, Mark was relieved of his duties after the season. I mean, you saw St. Lawrence last year. What? What did you think was wrong with the program? What did you think that? What did you think you're going to bring to the program? You know, it's one of those things. I've never uh, like I, I know Mark well. I coach Mark's son, so I never looked at it and say, "Here's what's wrong with the program." That's not my place. Uh, you know, for us, just our mindset coming in was, you know, we want to try to create a culture of. of belief in yourself and belief in one another and, and build relationships and trust and that's kind of been our daily um, purpose of how we approach things taking over the program and you know we want it to be a relationship built uh, program and with our team and guys caring about one another playing hard for each other and that's that's been our focus and our mindset you know, since we've taken over as a staff. When you uh, took, got the job I mean, obviously you you know you know the rivalry between those two schools I mean, was how supportive was Casey Jones and you and, and taking for you to take the job? Casey was awesome. Like Casey's obviously a good friend, and um, you know we had we had a fun year. And <laughs> excuse me, I've known Casey for a long time, and he was extremely supportive about it. So, you know, when I when I came in to talk to him about it, there was no hesitation. He's like, "Hey, you tell me who I need to call, and you know, I'll put in a call on your behalf and do everything I can to to make it work." So he he's been awesome. What about the culture? You talked about a little bit about within the in the leadership. He, you talk. You talked to some of those players, and uh, last year, what was their mindset? I mean, did, did, you're coming in and bringing a breath of fresh air to this program. You know what? We didn't. Uh, we didn't want to talk about last year at all. It's something our focus has been about. You know where we're at now and where we're moving forward on our daily daily process. So. Um, we really tried to stay away from bringing up last year because, again, it's. I think for some kids it's tough. You know, you rehash last year. It's it's memories that they don't necessarily want to associate with. And so we just said, hey, we're, it's everything's about where we are today and where we're moving forward every day. So, you know, to, to compare last year to this year was something we try to stay away from, and I think we've done a pretty good job of that. And I think our guys have appreciated that as well because it has been a reset for them. Yeah, you guys had two tough overtime losses against Clarkson, non-conference games over at uh, Chio Arena uh, last weekend. Are you encouraged by what you mean? Even though you lost the games, there's an encouragement. Do you see a fight in this team that maybe wasn't there last year? Yeah, the thing we talked to our guys, I think there's a resiliency there that, you know, we had to come from behind in both those games to push to overtime. Um, 
but you know, for us as a program, is now we got to find a way to win those games. It's not just putting yourself in, in that position and uh, and being comfortable and, and satisfied with being close. That's not enough, and that's part of the message we told our guys. You know, we did some positive things, and we've taken some good steps um, in the short term. You know, to get over that hump now is not just being happy with you know, hey, we're happy that we lost to it overtime and came back uh, to push it. Uh, you know, from being down those games. You know, that, that's great, but there's also, so there's growth there, but there's also a not having acceptance of that's good enough. So we want to be better than that, and, you know, we're a long ways away from where I think we can get to with the potential that we have, and, and stressing out with our guys that, you know, you, you take the small improvements and really um, appreciate those, but understand there's still more and we can be better. This team has a little bit of adversity. It's not anybody's fault, but the, the Apple Arena re- rehab is a little behind schedule. You've had to play some home games at SUNY Canton. How do the guys handle that? Yeah, you know what? I like it. It's been good. I think our guys have really uh, relished in it. We told them, hey, this is going to be our home. You know, we approach it as that. And, and the people at SUNY Can have been awesome, like absolutely tremendous as far as accommodating, supportive. Um, you know, for, for the situation that we're dealing with, I don't think you could find a better place to be and, uh, and have it as a second home. So, you know, we talked to the guys about, you know, we have to look at it as we're earning our way to get into Appleton. give you a timetable as when uh, Appleton will be ready for you guys to play? You know what, it's, it's, it seems to be every week there's an update to it and, uh, and ebbs and flows of it, so right now uh, I can't tell you exactly what it's going to be. We're hoping here in the next uh, you know, the next month or so. You, now you've worked with uh, some great coaches, Mike Schaefer at Cornell, Rico Blasi at Miami, and of course Casey Jones last year at Clarkson. Um, do you take some of their styles and incorporate yourself, or do you have uh, how much of an influence have they been on you? Yeah, I think you take a little bit from everybody you've worked with and uh, because they're all different coaches. You know, they're different coaches, they're different personalities. And you, you take the uh, the things you like from each of them and, and the things you learn from each of them and try to incorporate it and morph it into you know, who you are and what your true beliefs are as well. So, yeah, it's a little bit from everybody. It's not even just those guys as head coaches. You know, I've been fortunate to... down to the Capital Region to play RPI and Union. Uh, your thoughts on both teams? Our RPI on video is, I think, a much, much improved team. That's the one uh, I'm watching. You know, both RPI and Union that are going to be tough challenges for us. Union always plays extremely hard in that building. Uh, I know last year when we went down there when I was at Clarkson, we had a real tough time and they kind of took it to us. So they're, they're, uh, you know, they're really good on home ice, but uh, RPI, I thought, was much, much improved from last year. Like, a lot more offense to their game, a lot more pace, and uh, making more plays. I was real impressed with the strength they've taken here in the last year. 
Well, Brent, appreciate a few minutes, and congratulations on getting the St. Lawrence job, and uh, good luck the rest of the way, and uh, hopefully you get back in Apple Arena soon. No, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on with you, so thank you very much, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Back to wrap up the podcast in just a moment. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast, available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The Parting Shots podcast is brought to you by Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Download it today. Available for iOS and Android in your app store. Back on the Parting Shots podcast. And uh, Mike, uh, you have... Before we get to final thoughts on the weekend, you have something special for us. Well, uh, let's not over <laughs> melodramatize it too much. But it was kind of funny we, when I was talking to Damian Hansen on Tuesday. Um, I said, hey, what's up with Zach and Malafone? Uh, you know, he's scoring machine lately. He's got three goals over the course of two games. Um, you know, he had the two against RPI. And he said, you mean Movechkin? <laughs> I just started cracking up. I was like, oh, my God, that's so great. And, you know, if you know how he plays, he's, he's needless to say, he's not exactly the scoring machine yeah. that, that we, you know, kind of jokingly uh, referred to him as. He's got six career goals as a senior. But then I said, okay, who came up with that brilliant genius uh, nickname? And he said, actually, it's been around since – before I got here and Hanson uh, Jr. So some some genius uh, when when Zach was when Mo, Mo's his nickname, you know, for the people who don't want to <laughs> his monosyllabic or his multisyllabic last name is too much of a challenge for them. They, they yeah. came up with Mo a long yeah. time ago and extended it to Mo. Mo that's that's funny. Uh, final thoughts on this weekend. Um, I, you know, I, I hate to say they, you know, they're they're not in any kind of must-win situation, but they need to keep playing well and and just you know, kind of keep doing the things that eventually will lead to wins. You know, they're really up against it against a very good Clarkson team who has played a tough schedule so far and done well. They've they've gone to they've traveled to Wisconsin and Michigan. They've played Providence already. They're five two and one. Very very difficult challenge. Um, not get frustrated if things don't go their way early, which, you know, could that could really snowball in, in a hurry. And, and also, um, uh, you know, don't overlook St. Lawrence, which, I, you know, again, we've said this a lot this season. They're not in a position. Yeah. Of, you know, Hanson, <laughs> yesterday I said, you guys aren't probably going to have any laughers this year. <laughs> he said, no, we're not going to ever win a game six or seven, nothing, which would be nice. But, yeah. we're, you know, they're realists in the, when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, Mike, appreciate that. Well, if you have, normally we have our mailbag uh, today, but uh, we unfortunately the mailbag is empty. But uh, if you'd like to submit a question or comment, you can email it to me at shot. That's S-C-H-O-T-T at dailygazette.com. You can look for my weekly ECAC hockey face-off selections at dailygazette.com slash sports slash parting shots. You can participate in the face-off selections by emailing your picks to me at shot at dailygazette.com. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. Mike, thanks for coming on. We'll do this again next week. Thanks for having me. All Maybe right. I'll have a new nickname. <laughs> Mo Fetchka. I love that one. The Parting Shots podcast is brought to you by Trophy Case, the app created for athletes by athletes. Download it today. Available for iOS and Android users in your app store. The Party Shots podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe today. Follow us on social media. I'm at Slapshots on Twitter and Instagram. And Mike is on Twitter at Mike underscore McAdam. The views expressed on the Party Shots podcast 
are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Party Shots Podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. For Mike McAdam, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. From the Party Shots Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.